and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf podcast, a podcast by a group of playtesters with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Adam! And Debbie. And Justin didn't make it for this one, uh, but that's okay. We were recently invited to do a playthrough of a game that is still in development uh, called Clash of the Genres. It is uh, being developed by a nice gentleman named uh, named Ben, um, and his company is Indie Pineapple. So this is uh, this is going to be a bit of a like a kind of a first impressions as well as sort of more of a a journal of our experience sort of play testing through this game or uh, not play testing but like a journal of our experience as we were playing through this game and sort of giving feedback and stuff like that um we're probably going to skip doing like the normal review stuff and all that because you know it's it may not be the same game by the time we get around to it but um uh what we're going to do is we're just going to sort of uh, go go through it and I'll give the overview and then we'll have a little bit of a round table here to go over some of the things we thought were cool and the discussions of around how the development was going and and you know just just sort of go from there um so clash of the genres is this uh, sort of four player card based game where you're dropped into this grid based arena and then you are uh, instructed to uh, beat the shit out of each other basically um the arena itself is an 11 by 11 grid uh, with a little thingy in the middle which is the sort of uh it's uh it's just a space that will give you some additional health and it'll give you a draw and it'll give you an extra action to do stuff. And essentially every turn you're going to have this hand of cards where you'll draw a card and you'll you'll get you'll get more stuff as you go. That's a terrible way to explain it. Uh, every turn essentially you're going to get more cards you're going to be able to move around the map and you're going to be playing cards from your hand. Apparently the the 100 card deck that everyone draws from is comprised entirely of unique cards, so there isn't a, a single card in there that duplicates itself. And you're going to be playing these cards out of your hand to uh, do damage, uh, equip stuff to yourself, which gives you protection or gives you more damage or um, gives you special bonuses. Uh, you're going to be playing extra mini that are called characters onto the board, which are additional players that are going to be doing their actions and stuff. And as well as just having like general attacks and reactions to people hitting you. And um, in this way, you're you're just sort of, you know, going through and, uh, and, and putting down putting down cards and doing stuff. I'll go over some of the more cool stuff in a minute. But uh, the game Clash of the Genres is... Uh, it's sort of, uh, the way he described it was sort of like a love letter to all of the different genres that make up, you know, popular media. When we started this game, we were greeted with the board as well as all the neat little standees that had little dudes that were representing sort of the different genres. Uh, you've got like a fantasy genre, which is a, a bunny with a sword. You've got like espionage, where there's a, a, a lady with sunglasses and a gun, sort of like the James Bond thing. You've got horror. You've got martial arts. You've got like horror comedy you've got sort of the weird grab bag dude and my favorite you've got what he called his meathead action which is the uh you know he's he's just this big muscly dude with a giant bazooka and also carrying a knife for some reason uh you're gonna pick one of these guys to be your avatar throughout the game but it doesn't really matter which one you go for um and then everyone gets to take their turns where they draw a hand of cards uh you get dropped into the arena and then you sort of do your do your stuff moving around you know getting more cards and then 
you know, beating the shit out of each other. It's uh, pretty straightforward in that way. Um, the attacks that you end up taking are either just like straight up wandering up and bonking someone, or there's also the ability to do things like uh, burst attacks, so like hitting everybody in a radius, or hitting everyone in a cone, or hitting everyone in a line, or all sorts of stuff. The uh, the number of possibilities that he's put in here is, you know, pretty impressive. Um, and that's, you know, that's more or less what's in there if you don't go sort of digging through the cards. One of the more interesting things that you can do in this game that I thought was sort of a standout was this idea of being able to put down zones. Um, there are sort of these four slots to the side that are red, blue, green, and purple. And you can play zone cards uh, onto one of these four spots and then take the little zone area. I, I assume it's going to be acetate or, you know, like, uh, what's that transparent shit called? It's not. No, I think uh, you're right. Is it acetate? That yeah. Right to me. It, it's going to be plastic all the same. Yeah, it's gonna it's be, just going to be some sort of acrylic. Uh, yeah, that's the word. Some sort of like see-through acrylic thing that has like grids on it. It's all still in development, so we're not entirely sure what the final product is going to look like. And you're going to put one of these things, uh, I think they're like three by five or three by, it doesn't really matter. They're, you know, they're, they're rectangular. And you get to put four by three, four by three. You get to, I have it open on my screen. Ooh. Oh, oh. oh such Ooh. research. Much. Wow. Um, you're going to put that down onto the map and it's going to sort of stay there and just like fuck everybody up for a while. Um, Additionally, there's this this concept of when the round is done, so when everyone's done their turn, you draw events, which uh, I won't spoil, but some of them are actually uh, pretty fun. It's very similar to my mind of how like a, a game like uh, Killer Bunnies or something like that has like just this giant deck of cards that has just like all this wacky shit in it that you can play through a couple times in a night and sort of uh, sort of just play through it and have fun and and move your dudes around and like just 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 whack each other in the head. It's uh, pretty straightforward in that respect. I don't think I missed too much in terms of the overview. Um, again, the game is still in development. We gave, you know, a few few comments here and there while we were going through it. Um, so who really knows what the end product is going to look like? Right now, it was all on Tabletop Simulator. The poor guy had to, you know, drag everything out by hand every time he plays it because it's not even, I don't even think it's like a workshop type thing. He's got to reset everything manually. Oh, it is a workshop. Huh? That was my exciting news of the episode. What's that? My exciting news is that it actually is in the workshop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So actually, anybody can play it at this point. Um, it even looks like the workshop is what's getting updated. So it says the last update was July 2020. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, there you go. I guess that's something that you can go through and follow along with if it's uh, if this kind of like piques your interest, if this is something that you think might be maybe something you want to follow in with. My advice is don't take the big table version because that I think is the old version. And then there's two other ones. One of them, if you hover over top of it, it says updated July 2020. That's the one that you want. Um, but yeah, so it looks like he's actually updating his his workshop kind of in tabletop sim as it goes. It's kind of cool. Wicked. If there's anything that you find that you think could be improved, I'm sure you can like bring it up to them and, you know, give them your feedback as well. Uh, that was one of the, one of the cool things I found about this experience was like getting to sit down and like he was explaining the whole game to us and we would sort of just like pepper him with questions and, you know, go over some of the things that we liked about the art. You know, I really like, you know, the, the, the character designs. I thought they're pretty good. Um, all the, all the art on the cards, you know, he's got a lot of like really funny in jokes and references on the, uh, on the cards themselves um gave him a few 
few things here and there. And it was it was really fun to just like sit there and and really get a little bit of a background from him in terms of like how the game started. Because I think he said that he started off with, you know, this was just like a pet project a few years ago where it was like something ridiculous, like an eight player free for all kind of thing. Um, and since since then, he sort of scaled it back to this experience where it's meant to take around 45 minutes to an hour with everybody sort of just like jumping in and beating the crap out of each other uh, without without needing too much like, you know, prompting, right? The deck is, you know, 100 cards, but it's always it's always a shared thing. So you're not having to worry about like, well, what's my strategy going in? Because you don't know. You're just getting a hand of cards. And you're like, well, I guess this is what I got to work with. And then seeing what the, the surprises, the events and what everybody else has in store for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to keeping keeping track on this guy's progress on how it goes. I think it could be really interesting to sort of follow a designer through through this sort of process. Absolutely. From my from my perspective, some of the things that really like stood out to me is that this guy just he sits there and he like really drives in just these tropes and they're hilarious. Like it's so well done when you're you're sitting there and you know he has he has references to all kinds of stuff from like things that i remember growing up i guess is a is the best way to to put it now i mean obviously due to copyright and all that sort of stuff i mean he he gets as close as as he reasonably can without without completely you know getting sued which is understandable <laughs> but you know like like i mean he he really hits on the on, on these different tropes and the whole the whole concept and his 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 pitch towards this whole game was like you know like this is this is um my love letter to the tropes growing up right so um you know like there there is a a jane bond kind of thing and there is a um there was some stuff that was like back even to like micro machines and stuff like that which is all stuff that i remember um you know like this our our particular group is <clears throat> fucking old. older <laughs> yeah we are uh slightly older than your average uh your average group i suppose maybe um o- older than some of you who might be listening uh but it's <laughs> It's, I am a spring chicken, thank you. Oh, you sure are. You you are so springy. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, you uh, you brought this upon yourself. Welcome thank to you. our most awkward episode ever, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> yeah the the episode where we are reminded exactly how old we are. Um, no, it's a it's it's a good. Like I, like I said, for for the prototype, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was neat. Like it definitely it has a ways to go, and that's awesome. Like this is why things get prototyped, um, and this is why you do playtesting and stuff like that. Um, what one thing that I really like is that Ben was like he you know throw the entire thing. We were providing feedback kind of on the fly, uh, and it like he was super receptive to the feedback and he's just like okay you know what like you know what do you guys think what's what's right what's wrong what could be improved that sort of stuff and um you know you, you could hear him as of course we're all using discord to do voice communications and stuff like that as he's based out of the states and the rest of us are here in canada and you could hear him he's just like scribbling down notes and like plunking away on his keyboard and like the it, it was really i really appreciated um the 
just the reception of like, you know, you can tell that this guy is serious about this project and it shows and it it absolutely comes through um, that that like he wants to make this the best the best possible product he can. And I love that. And and it's it it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, even had like again super old. I get it, but even had stuff from like the old um, Super Bomberman game, or like again not directly pulled from that game, but the idea was there. It had a certain uh, you know odor of Bomberman, I suppose. Um, <laughs> as soon as the mechanic kind of, or as soon as the the reference, I should say, as soon as the reference popped up, I was like, "This is fucking Bomberman," and I love it and i got it immediately and it, it was just like things like that were um just it, it really got me excited it was mr t for me i don't know why there's something about this game that made me think of mr t sure which uh, again is from the the a team thank you <laughs> these poor these all these yes. people who are like who the fuck's <laughs> mr t uh, i only know terry <laughs> cruz um you know st- stuff like that uh it's it it, it it was great. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. That's so the not best only stuff. is there, yeah, like not only does he is he making references to things that you know, like we grew up with and and nostalgia for us, um, but there's there's one card that did not come up in our game that oh I would pay money for this card to come up. Oh, uh, and Adam, it's funny because Adam and I were actually just having a conversation about this recently, but it actually says I asked you a question, <laughs> like a x e. <laughs> and the the number of people that mispronounce the word ask by saying axe like they swap the a, the s and the k around it honestly just blows my mind i mean it's a is it a big deal no does anybody care no do i have some weird issue with it yes <laughs> It just drives me crazy. Do you ever think that maybe they're doing that on purpose, Debbie? <laughs> just to really grind your gears? <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for the fact that it was on TV, I would agree with you. Yeah, okay. But it's like, it's just when you hear people get interviewed and you you just, the, the number of times you hear, I asked, I'm like, what? And so now I see this card in here, incredibly tongue in cheek. I love it. I asked you a question. It's that card like sings to the gods for me because I'm like, yes, uh, that, (laughs) that that exact thing. Exactly. But then they, like, there's, um, I like that he's, he's invested a lot into it already. Um, in the sense that the art, um, the number, honestly, I was going through and I was like, as we were playing, I was looking at on the side of the cards. It tells you who the illustrator is. Okay. Yeah. He's got like, we're not talking one illustrator here. Like I counted at least, at least 10 and I'm fairly certain there's probably a lot more than that. Sure. Yeah. So like that's kind of, that's another thing that I like about this is that it kind of goes along with the genre thing, right? Like it's not one style. You have different styles that, um, are kind of like they're they're just visualized in a different way, right? Like they're done in a in a different art style, and they're done quite obviously by by a different illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's obviously put a lot into it. If I mean, unless he's got a whole lot of really talented friends, which I mean, maybe he does. Um, 
but a lot of that stuff, like he's, he's really refined a good amount of pieces. And, and you can tell that he's kind of down to that point now where it's like, okay, like I got all my bells and whistles. Let's, you know, uh, really drive this home and, and make this, uh, make this a great game and a good time. Yeah, and I think he's um I think he's getting to that point where he's realizing like uh you know there's only so much you can do, right? Like there's how do I put this? Like there's this there's this concept that I understand all too well like as a programmer, like you cannot continue to make you can't keep shining it up. You can't keep gold plating stuff forever, right? Like you can be in development for forever if you let yourself and at some point you really have to just like get it out there and get it going right sure other yeah. otherwise you'll yeah. just sit there and like you'll you'll be refining the same thing for you know 10 more years if you uh if you don't put your foot down and say like all right we're gonna put this into production like i, I we need to get this going it seems like he's he's definitely close to that point yeah based on the you know him saying that he was gonna get some company to help him work on the on making the the physical copies and stuff like that so definitely nearing the finish line it seems yeah, I, there's sorry, there's so much stuff that I that I learned kind of from this experience. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, like hearing him, hearing him kind of chuckle and say, um, like one of the one of the things that uh, that he originally uh, brought up was that this was an eight player game, uh, and I think all of us just kind of started laughing and we're like, man, that's uh, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> But but then you kind of go back and think about it and you're like, well, yeah, but why not? Right. Like you got to start somewhere. And so, you know, to hear that and to hear uh, he kind of was telling us about, uh, you know, like different different things that he had in there. Like it used to be a hundred and sixty card deck and now it's only a hundred. He's uh, there was um, a mechanism in there um, for those for for anybody that because it's a battle royale. Right. Um he had a mechanism built in originally for the, you know, the people that are, that die basically, right. They get knocked out. Like a um, ghost system almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he said, cause that was one of the things that I brought up as I said, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those things that kind of really sucks when, when you get knocked out and you just kind of have to sit there and wait and watch everybody else play. I said, you know, it's unfortunate that there's not a mechanism in there that keeps people engaged. Uh, and he made a really good point, right? Is he made the point and he said, you know, he used to have that. Um, and he actually got rid of it because at that point people were saying, well, but I don't want to be engaged anymore. Right. I enjoyed the opportunity to like get up and walk away and I don't know, make popcorn. Um, and I wasn't, uh, like, uh, what's the word? I wasn't required to stay and stare at this game that I, I have lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you do not need to be engaged in something that you can no longer win. Um, and so I, th- I think that that's a common feeling, right? Like who wants to sit and play a game that you can't win? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it's very interesting because there's, it's not uncommon for us, um, in this setting and, and, uh, when we're talking to kind of say, you know, Ooh, I really like this mechanism and I really like this mechanism and I wish this was there and I wish this was there. And I'm the one thing that this guy has made me realize, um, is that, you know, sometimes that mechanism that we want, um, might not actually work the way that we think it would. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and it just kind of, I don't know, like it kind of, it, it makes me a little more sympathetic, I guess, towards the designers, um, and a little less, you know, 
hard on them in the sense that I'm like, oh, like you totally missed this piece. Um, because I, I, I hope that a lot of designers are, are very similar to him and they, they care about their product and they, um, care about their game enough to be able to say, you know, like I tried different mechanisms and this seems to be best case scenario kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I think it shows too, like the benefits of, you know, you, you play test something, you get the feedback and then you roll that up into what you're, what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Like people saying that, you know, oh, I really don't like having to sit here during this battle Royale after everybody has like turned me into space dust. And it's like, okay, well, you know, knowing full well that like the way board games have gone have has like very like very well steered away from that sort of like player elimination thing and being being able to say like well i mean i tried it out on a bunch of people and they hated this thing so i've you know who do you who do you trust right like people who haven't played your game that say that like player elimination is a terrible idea or do you listen to the people that have played your game and have given you that feedback and are probably going to be more representative of the people who are going to play your game anyway um it's really a matter of getting that feedback and then making sure that you act on it in a way that's appropriate so yeah it's uh it's got to be tough right because i mean there's got to be times that come up during a development process where you're like you you think something is just amazing and you know everybody around you is telling you that it's a terrible idea or that they don't like it and you know there's got to be points in your development career where you've just got to be like all right well good night good night my child and you know cut it out of your product and uh and you know that's that's the kind of thing that i think a lot of people end up struggling with and so yeah this does give you an insight into that kind of thing where you know you try this out a hundred times and people are going to give you all this stuff and you get to really really think about what to what to put in what to take away and 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 stuff like that so it is really amazing that he's you know gotten this far lord knows i've never made anything like that so you know it's quite the achievement even if it's uh even if it's only you know, getting getting near the finish line. It's very impressive, for sure. Have it, like I had the opportunity to talk to this gentleman. So uh, just you know, again, like humble brag. You know, like however you want to look at this. Like I mean, this this fellow, this fellow found me through twitch.tv right like so he found um he found me through like my my Twitch space, and we kind of started talking and. Um, of course, like, while I'm on Twitch, I, I am not, I, you know, I'm not, I don't shy away from being like, Hey, you know, like I work on a board gaming podcast, you know, I do this, I do that. Like, this is, this is basically my, my creative resume, if you will. Um, and that, that's, that's how this whole thing got, got started. And he came to me and he said, Hey, you know, like I would appreciate it if, you know, or, or like, is there an opportunity for you and your, your podcasting guys and all that kind of jazz? Like, is there, is there a way that we can all get together and talk, uh, board games? I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> Like, ab- absolutely. Um, and again, the the fact that this gentleman was so receptive and just willing to willing to take the criticisms and willing to take the advice that that we were putting out there, uh, it, you know, it's it was it's been such a neat experience to be on the other to be on like to actually see what development is like and and i'm interested to kind of follow this thing and and say and and, sorry and see what happens with it um like to see where it goes i guess 
because I think that there is uh like th- this thing's this thing's gonna be great. Like that's that's just my thoughts. It's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here. Um, I mean it, it's it it seems a little bit like it seems lighter. It seems on the lighter side, at least in this current iteration. Um, and I think it again, it seems like something that could easily be approached by a good variety of people, and stuff like that excites me. I think that there's uh you know there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, I think that this is like. This this game in particular mm-hmm. um, s- does kind of strike me, it, strike a chord kind of Tom mentioned uh, Killer Bunnies, yeah. um, Munchkin, like things like that. Like it's it's a very, it's almost like those games on a board. Yep. Um, and which is, I mean, it's kind of nice, right? Because it's, it's less, less, not a whole lot less, but somewhat less of, you know, like me looking you in the face and saying, motherfucker, eat this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I actually have to get to you on the board and I have to, you know, like there's, there's, there's other pieces to it, which is kind of nice. That kind of buffers maybe a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people, um, like a lot of us, I think have the issue with games like that, where it's very, uh, you know, doggy pile. Um, sure. Everybody just kind of, you know, guns for somebody. Um, you get those really bad feel bad moments. I was feeling pretty picked on. Were you? <laughs> yeah. You won twice. Oh, did I? I almost forgot. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, it definitely has that aspect. It has that piece where it's like, you, you can feel like, like people are just kind of ganging up on you and they're, and they're gunning for you. But with that being said, um, you do have the ability to quote unquote run away. Right. Um, there is a board aspect to this. There is that, you know, um, that, that three dimensional placement that, that, that does get involved in this. And I think that that buffers that feel bad, maybe a little bit, um, which, which is nice. Uh, it, to me kind of, this is this is very almost party game esque to me. Um, y- yeah, it's- in this right, like it's 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 a funny, lighthearted, like let's giggle about it kind of game. Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it falls under this. Like you, you could have room for something like like this in place of something like you know an unstable unicorns game where you know you know that you're going to get a couple of playthroughs of it like in a night and that was one thing that he mentioned when we were talking about it was like he even envisions this as something where you know you play a game because it's fairly quick it's there's not a lot of rules and it you know everything is on the cards so there isn't a lot to teach you play it once and it takes you 45 minutes people are usually going to say like yeah let's do one more and then he envisions that people will just be like ah i've had enough right <clears throat> And I think it falls under that same sort of thing that you get with some some of these other games like Killer Bunnies and Unstable Unicorns, where you play it once or twice and you're like, ah, you know, you you giggle at the cards, you get a little bit of a fight in you, you try to chase after your husband the entire time and try to mow him down with the you know ion cannon, no. and then and then you're sort of done with it. And and he understands that that's that's where it's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it's interesting though because there. There is that there is that uh, strategic aspect to this game as well that I found kind of like that added bonus. Um, yeah, I I definitely think that like the whole 
the fact that it's on the board and you have the zones as well as the extra people that you can move around and like when you start your turn in the zones matters. Like I found that pretty compelling and being able to like layer the zones on top of each other into like this giant waffle of death was pretty fun. Like, and I think that's the sort of thing that can really, I I think it's one of the things that made this a little bit more of a standout experience for me over something like, you know, the killer bunnies or the unstable unicorns type things, because like, you know, the 100, the 100 card deck is kind of interesting in that you get to look through and you don't really know what's coming up. But at the same time, like you said, there's a strategic element to it where you are trying to maneuver yourself around and it makes it just a little bit more interesting, just gives it a little bit more, a little bit more spice to it than just like seeing what dumb thing somebody wrote on a card right yeah yes. i think like it, it it definitely kind of i mean it there's some low-hanging fruit in there uh i think it's better quality low-hanging fruit right like the other games that we're talking about often are like lewd low-hanging fruit um lewd hanging fruit hey oh uh this is more of a nostalgic low-hanging fruit um, but I actually, I would almost class this as a, um, a gateway game. Like this to me strikes me as, um, something that you could kind of, and I, God, this makes us sound like a cult or something, but, um, it kind of, I think that it's something that can be used to hook people, um, and, and kind of get people into this, uh, into our world. Right. And into, you're really not making it sound right? any less like a cult, Debbie. <sighs> <laughs> I know, I know. I don't like how else do you explain? Do you know what I mean though? Like it's it's not like unstable unicorns, it's not like, you know, cards against humanity, it's not like that. Like yeah, none yeah, of don't, none I, of those games. I just want to quickly make it clear that I am not making a connection between the quality of those three games. It was just Oh yeah, no. Because Unstable Unicorns is a like steaming dumpster fire made out of decomposing bodies, and this is this is much, much better than that. Yes. Infinitely better than Unstable yes. Unicorns. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But it's but I like the fact that this is kind of a different uh a different gateway game. Like it it kind of has that like it's it's like code names. Code names is a fantastic gateway game. Um in the sense that it hooks people. The downside to it is that there's not you don't learn any mechanisms in that game. And so I think code names kind of gets you excited um about a very particular genre of board game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might be a little misleading in some, in some ways, but this kind of game is it hooks you in the humor and it hooks you, um, in, in teaching you some mechanisms that you're, you're going to use. Like there's mechanisms that are, are built into this game that you will find in your chewing on the walls, like molasses in winter games, right? Like super thick, super heavy, intense board games the mechanisms are there and it's like, this is like a fun way to, to bring them in and bring them up. Um, and Ben did say, like he did mention that, you know, like he plays this with his family. He's, he's brought this forward with his family. Um, and most of us know that our families for the most part, you know, aren't gamers. Um, and so we all know kind of how difficult it is to try to bring a game forward, introduce it to your family, have it not be too heavy, but still like, haha, funny, enjoyable, because, you know, um, not a lot of non-gamers want to sit down and like stare at a board game and, you know, burn the midnight oil, turning these like rusty cranks in their brain. Um, we get a kick out of that, but I mean, that's why we're, you know, we're board gamers. That's what we do. That's what we love. Um, 
And so this kind of has this like really happy, nice mechanism and nice mix. And so I'm really, that's what excites me about this game. That's what I really appreciate. And I really like about this game. Yeah, for sure. Totally get you. I can hear your mom yelling. Nope. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't teach this to my mom for sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is, uh, it's probably way more like the reasons I think I wouldn't like approach this with my mom is I don't think she's much for like directly punching people in the face as well as like um, until until someone develops a way to keep track of like what you need to do at any particular time. I don't think that it would be for her. Like I mentioned that like maybe like a little cube tracker for what you're supposed to be doing because you missed drawing a card like fucking eight oh, man. times. Like a hundred times. Yeah. 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 Because there, and it's there like, was a and lot of there was a lot of little phases that were that were in play. That I think, while you're correct, that this is something that is not that complicated that you can get people into just on the on the concept and like the theme alone. Like there is there is more to it that I think like people just need a reminder of. Like oh yeah, I can move before I do my action, and I got to draw a card every turn, and then I can do two things, yeah. and you know, going from and it's, there. It's- like the idea of a player aid, right? Or, you know, like you're the board that has your character health on it, having it like right there in front I of you. I really think it just needs like a like a little spot for you a cube that you just like push it along as you go through your phase. It's like, oh now I draw a card yeah. and then you push it to the right and then okay, now I can move one and then you push it to the right and you get your two actions. I think that's all it needs. Yeah, something something attached to the health tracker. Yeah, I agree. Anything else? No, I'm actually really surprised that Adam isn't commenting on the event cards i just thought they were good absolutely but there's like he doesn't want to spoil the the thing no i and i agree although i'm I'm thinking about it like unless you have been teaching you i don't know how you know what that does because it's not exactly a rule book no there is on oh, his is website there? there is oh yeah fuck me then um i actually this is it's funny because well you know when we before we started this i went and looked up a couple of these things um and that's how i found out that it was on workshop uh for tabletop sim um on the website it actually uh there's there's a pdf version of his rule book which again i mean for anybody that's listening and anybody that wants to go try this i would absolutely encourage you to do so uh but caveat it's it's in development um, yeah and that's, that's something that needs to be re- constantly remembered is like yeah. this is a this is an in development game this is not a finished product right and it's you know like and i i think like adam said earlier if you uh if you you get the workshop um for tabletop sim you know like it it tells you who the who the designer is the developer um and and hopefully there is that opportunity that you can go back and say hey like i tried your game this is um this is what I thought. Here's a, you know, my two cents and my piece of advice. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting. And I bring up the event cards because the event cards, it's that, um, it's that random factor that I, for whatever reason, when I see that when something is like random, random, it makes me think that Adam's going to hate it. Like hate, hate. Um, and there, there is uh, kind of Some a pretty random shit in there. Yes, there's like a flip the table, 
oh my Jesus. Um, but it's funny, right? Like it was funny for me. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's that's part of what sells me on it is that like you know it's it is it's light, but it's a little more than that. It's yeah, it, it's light. It's light in the sense of being Munchkin level of complexity. Like it's it's not. It's really not that complex. There is some. There are a couple moving parts. There are you know different mechanics going on. There's some decision making that needs to be happening. But this is not. This is not Twilight Imperium. This is not, you know, um, this is this is not um, Terra Mystica. Like, you know, like like this is this this is not even vast, you know, like, but this is more complex than I think what you're giving it like to to compare it to a single like a singular mechanic card game. Mm hmm. It is more complex than that because you. No, it's not. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying right? it's a singular mechanic. Munchkin is not a singular mechanic. There's there's a bit going on there. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the closest thing I can think of now that you've mentioned it. That is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's about the about in the same realm. You know, you got the big deck full of random junk that's happening to you, a bunch of random things that you're fighting against. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah, probably probably in around that same level of complexity. Yeah, and I, and I just think it works. I think I think it's just it just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't at least like I said. This is I this kind of whets my appetite a little bit for the idea of of playtesting. It kind of makes I don't know. It, it's before it always kind of seemed like maybe a bit of a chore. Um, right. Like oh great yeah okay so I get to play a garbage game that's like you know the moguls but it's it's very much changed my mind on that aspect and it does kind of. Yeah, I find it intriguing the idea that you get to you get to see uh what somebody else has managed to think up which dear god I'm not creative enough for that. Um but also be able to do what we do on this podcast in a constructive way that actually might get there. Mhm. It might make a difference, and that's cool. Yeah. Debbie's thirsty for that special thanks at the back of a manual now. <laughs> I just want my rude card. Yeah. If he makes a card that says rude on it, I'm going to be like, I'll be the happiest camper. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be like a little, you know, special shout out to the podcast <laughs> and rude. Rude. And giant letters on the top. I say rude all the time. I don't know. I don't know if I do it on the podcast very often. <laughs> I usually cut it out. I probably do. Okay. So I say rude a lot. <laughs> and apparently the the Ben picked that up <laughs> during our playthrough. <laughs> Well, you were saying it all the huh. time as I was ion cannoning you constantly. Yeah, see, well, and so I, I'm a little, I'm kind of excited at that prospect. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eyeball open for that because I think it's hilarious. It'll be my claim to fame. Put him on the spot now, so. <laughs> ben, I expect, I expect my card. She's watching you, man. And it better have good Dutch art on it. What the fuck is unreal? Like a like a Van Gogh or something? It's a good Dutch art. Is that good? No, like like is that good Dutch art. Like some tulips or are you saying, a windmill or saying that Van Gogh is bad art? No, Van Gogh is very talented. Van Gogh's He's Dutch, just, right? Did I get that right? Yes, yes, yes. fucking nailed it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. There was a museum in Amsterdam, and that's all I remember. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, funny thing, I actually named my D&D character after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also chopped his ear off. Funny thing. What was the, no- what was the noise <laughs> that he made when he did that? 
Good lord. <laughs> He's got swords. Adam sent me the like mock-up of the cars, and I was like, I don't know about this, you guys, but I actually ended up having a lot of fun. And I think uh I think, like you said, I encourage anybody who's interested in, you know, maybe trying out playtesting or getting to see how these things are made is like, you know, go out and go out and take a look and see if you can find a designer who's maybe interested in showing you what's what. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was really interesting to interact with him and, you know, see some of the stuff that's in development and sort of give him some ideas and it was it was pretty cool it was really neat really neat mm-hmm. super funny guy he's very enthusiastic very en- i yeah, love very it enthusiastic it was, it, was, it was good it's good to see that sort of passion makes me feel better that my husband spends his della della bills wow <laughs> wow that's me sharing my love with you what kind of backhanded love is this <laughs> Kind of, wow. kind of backhanded love you expect these days. I suppose yeah. so. That's what happens when you get married. Yeah, so that's probably going to be it for us. You know, uh, just a, a different, different little take today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to send us any feedback on how you like this episode or anything like that, you can hit us up on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can find us on the email verse um, at you know collapsinggameshelf at gmail um, If you want to find me for some reason, you can hit me up on twitter at team rage tom and again like the best way you can help us out if you enjoyed this episode is to share this with a friend like and subscribe do the usual like uh you know bullshit on itunes that sort of thing you know uh spread the love thanks um uh do wait justin's not here shit uh debbie (laughs) justin's really throwing us off today um yeah, so you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, there's the Twitter for uh, the podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, we really want to know what you like, what you don't like. We want to know all that, all that good, fun stuff. Um, the, uh, we we want to know your credit card numbers and the three digits oh on the back. Your yes. mother's maid. Yeah, we, we want to know. Yeah, yeah, your your passwords. Dog. You guys are horrible. Your first pet. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, you know what? Let us, let us know what you think. Uh, we're, you know, not only here for us, we're here for you guys too. Um, you know, we don't want our mistakes to become your mistakes. No, <laughs> so don't get married. That's what she's saying. That's, wow. yeah, that's the TLDR <laughs> there. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> but nonetheless, Adam, share your novel with us. Uh, I don't, I don't even know why it's a novel. Like it's really short now. Um, it's really not. If it, it's shorter than it was. Um, if you're looking to uh, get a hold of me, you can catch me on the uh, on all social medias at for the win f o r t h e w h y n. You can also catch me on um, Twitch Twitch TV slash for the win. That's uh, that's where Ben found me. That's where you can find me. Um, if you have, uh, I mean, if you have stuff that you want play tested mm. uh i guess that's a i mean there's there's a lot of other ways to get you know just use the email use the email please um if you're interested in D stuff twitch.tv slash adventures tabletop Ooh. every wednesday night uh i do tabletop board gaming with uh tom and uh, a couple others from the twitch community we get into that um yeah mm. yeah come check us out yeah some D&D. D&D. Schedule's going to be changing a little bit because university starts up real soon. Probably by the time that you are actually listening to this, uh, my classes will have started back up. So um, keep an eye out for a new uh, for a new schedule from me. That's it? That's okay. perfect. You're good? We're, we're done. Okay. It's over. All right. You're done? Yep. 
finished. Okay. All right. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun. Bye. 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 Bye.